0: Good afternoon, this is Brother John Osborne here at the Landmark Baptist Church Assembly here at W.Y.R. in 1480 a.m. And I want to thank you for your time that you've taken out of your day to join with us and hear more truths from God's Holy Word. I'm going to be preaching on a subject today that may sound a little odd, but I believe as we're done with this series, it's probably going to be two or three messages. You'll see why that I've titled this message "The Rise of Babylon and Feminism." And you might be saying, well, "No, brother John, you, you preached uh, about the men's role and women's role in church, and you mentioned feminism." But as and yes, that's true. But I want to bring it out today to uh, dedicate this message about and to feminism and how it's connected to what took place at the Tower of Babel. Some 45 to 4800 years ago. You can be turned to Zechariah chapter 5, verse 5 through 11, and we'll see why that I've titled this message. When we read verses 5 through 11, we'll see why I've titled this message, The Rise of Babylon and Feminism. Zechariah 5, verse 5 says, Then the angel that talked with me went forth and said unto me, Lift up now thine eyes and see what is this that goeth forth. Verse six says, and I said, what is it? And he said, this is an ephah or a basket that goeth forth. He said, moreover, this is their resemblance through all the earth. So whatever's being shown here in this uh, to Zechariah in this vision is going to be covering the whole earth. Verse seven says, and behold, there was lifted up a talent of lead. And this is a woman that sitteth in the midst of the ephah. Now that's very important. It mentions a woman uh, being uh, put in the midst or the middle of the basket, the ephah. And he said, this is wickedness. Now, God's not calling all women wicked. He's just using the female gender, and we'll see why here in a minute. Uh, He's using the female gender to show how that wickedness is going to come uh, upon the whole earth. And he said in verse 8, This is wickedness, and he cast it into the midst of the ephah. He put the woman in the middle or in the midst of that box or that basket, and he cast the weight of lead upon the mouth thereof. Verse 9 says, Then lifted I up mine eyes, and looked, and, behold, there came out two women, and the wind was in their wings, for they had wings like the wings of a stork, and they lifted up the ephah between the earth and the heaven. In other words, they started flying off, carrying this basket that had the woman that was called wickedness in, uh, inside of it. Then said I to the angel that talked with me, Whither do these bear the ephah? Now listen to verse 11. And he said unto me, To build it an house in the land of Shinar, and it shall be established. And set there upon her own base. And so, what Zechariah's vision is actually dealing with is the uh, the rebuilding of the city of Babylon. Uh, a lot of people don't think that Babylon is going to be rebuilt. Uh, maybe in the next message, I will give proof from Jeremiah chapters fifty and fifty-one. ...that the city is going to be rebuilt. We can see it in Revelation chapter 18. Uh, I am convinced that there will be a literal city that will be uh, rebuilt, the city of Babylon. And after the rapture, it will become the um, commercial center of the Antichrist. You can see that in Revelation 18. The title of this message is The Rise of Babylon and Feminism. You might think that this is an odd title... What in the world does a city that dwelt 2,600 years ago, that was here 2,600 years ago, what connection is it to feminism? Well, as we saw in the reading, only the female gender was used in this prophecy. Uh, Again, this is not saying that all women are evil. Uh, It's not saying that at all. It's just using the female gender. And we'll see why that is. But this is not a message that is against or condemns women for being women. Uh, God thinks a lot of women. Number one, he created them. Number two, uh, he created Eve for Adam. And so, therefore, uh, women are just as pleasing to God as far as creation and as far as existence as men are. Uh, he thought so much of women that he had a young virgin uh Young, a young virgin woman give birth to his son So, and then he refers to his bride um, as uh, he refers to his local churches as getting his bride out of them in Ephesians chapter 5 so God is not putting down women he's simply using the female gender and just to give you a little heads up the reason why he's doing that is because of what happened in the garden of Eden Um, This message from God's Word is a message of condemnation to the rise of feminism. Feminism and treating women equal are two totally, two completely different, totally different things. If a woman has to go out and work, uh, she uh, should be treated equally. Uh, If she's doing the same job as a man, doing it as good as a man, And a lot of jobs now have been taken to the office where there's typing. Um, A lot of masculine jobs uh, seem to uh, be dying off or being done away with. Uh, But like I said, most jobs are in the office dealing with computers, men and women sitting, typing all day. Um, Used to that was something that women did. You didn't see very many men in the office when I was growing up. You didn't hear of it. They were always out working with their hands. Uh, it was more of a woman's job to uh, more. It was mostly women that went to the office. Now men and women are there, and so this is uh, if a woman has to go out and work. The Bible does not support a woman who wants to go out and work, but if she has to go out and work, then um, she is to be treated equally. And I'm and even those who go out there wanting to work. They're to be treated equal as well if they're doing as good of a job as a man. But the Bible does not support career-minded women. Uh, that's That's a fruit of feminism. And the women are in a peculiar position because men have become so sorry and pathetic that women cannot depend on them, so they have to prepare to take care of themselves, which is a sin on the men's part. We've become so... Unreliable women can't trust men to provide for them, to be devoted to them. Now I'm not saying all men are bad I'm not saving half I'm not saying half of the men are bad or even a, a, a majority of the men are bad, but it's so bad in today's society that women overall cannot trust w- men, therefore they have to uh, plan on being able to take care of themselves, which brings in independence. And in, women's independence is not pleasing to God. So we're in a mess right now because men have failed the women, but also because of feminism. And Eve actually was your first feminist. Uh, she had Adam was standing there beside her, and he's the first um, man to let his wife rule over him. And every time in the Bible we've seen that, trouble has come. Eve acted on her own. She would be praised by the women of today, but the Bible condemns that. She should First of all, Adam should have stood up and stopped the conversation between Satan and Eve. Satan was talking to Eve while Adam was beside her. You see that in Genesis 3 verse 6 where it says, And she ate the fruit and gave to her husband Adam. So it seems like Adam was right there beside her. Adam should have been the man to have stepped up and said, we're done here, we're leaving. But instead, he let Satan talk to his wife and talk her into eating the forbidden fruit. And then when she gave it to Adam, since Adam was the first uh, man, he was created directly from the earth. When Adam ate the fruit, that's when sin entered into the world, not when the woman ate the fruit. And the reason why that is, is because she came, Eve came from Adam. When the head of the human race ate the forbidden fruit, that's when sin entered into the human race. So this message is to condemn women doing men's work in religion and politics. That's the two things that all of our society is built around, religion and politics. We saw last week, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, uh, the divine headship. And uh, I'm going to go over, I didn't have it marked, So bear with me. I'm going to get over there real quick, and I'm going to try and find that and read it to you so I don't kind of uh, butcher it up. It says right here, but I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Now, that's the divine headship. That's the way it's supposed to be. There's not supposed to be any of this, I am woman, hear me roar, as that song was sung uh, by a feminist. I think it was back in the 70s. I'm not going to mention her name. Uh, But God's not pleased with feminism. But it's clear from God's word that men are to be the preachers and the political leaders. And they are not to be led by women. But there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. Um, Men cannot be weak. Weak men brings trouble to a nation. And we're seeing that today. Had our forefathers been alive today, they would have already went to war with the politicians that we have today. They would not have tolerated what all uh, the tyranny uh, that has taken place during this COVID virus. They would not have tolerated it. And they would have already uh, been on the uh, battlefield fighting for independence once again. Weak men bring trouble. How many men are being led by women as they sit under women's ministries? This is a terrible sin for a man to sit under a woman and the, and her preaching. Now, this is message is not saying that men are smarter than women or that they're better than women because they're not. Um, women in general are very intelligent and they're more organized. Uh the average woman is much more organized than the average man. Uh I hate to say this, but I believe we can see that in my own home. Uh my wife is just so organized and and I am on some things, but her whole life is organized and uh, mine isn't uh women are just uh they're just blessed to be like that God's blessed women with a natural ability to manage things. I believe better than men and that would explain why they do such a great job uh in managing positions um so you can tell from what I'm saying here I'm not against women I'm stating facts women uh they can multitask better than men uh, some men can uh multitask, but women just do it naturally, and I believe that God put those gifts in the women uh, to do a much more important work than to be elected to political offices or even a president or becoming CEOs of businesses, and that is uh, the women have been given the charge to raise the next generation of society or people. And they are responsible to put the truths of God's word in their children's conscience and when the women don't do that, the country will eventually die that's exactly what's happened to America today first Timothy five fourteen gives you the will for uh, God's will for women. listen to what Paul was inspired to write by the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit inspired him to write "I will therefore." This is in 1 Timothy 5, verse 14. I will therefore that the younger women marry, bear children, guide the house, give none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully. But now here's the thing. Back in Paul's day, you didn't have the men in as sorry a condition as what they are today. Men were taught to be men back in Paul's day. They were taught to be the providers of the family. And many dads have failed their sons. And teaching them that they are to be the providers and the protectors of their families. And many dads have not embedded in their sons' minds uh that they must work. We're now living in a generation where a lot of men would rather uh how many men grabbed the checks the government paid to stay home from uh for because of COVID instead of going out and working now. We've got a hard time finding people to come back to work because we've, uh, we've showed them they could stay home and, and get paid. Any man that will stay home when he could work is not worth the dirt that's under his shoes. Matter of fact, there's more worth from the dirt that's under his shoes than there are for that man. Men are to be the workers. Men are to make sure they provide for their wives and children, if they have any. And that's exactly, and in, if, in order for women to do what 1 Timothy 5.14 says, the men have got to be dependable. And so I say again that women today cannot hardly trust uh, the men because many young men, I'd say the majority of young men, have not been taught their responsibilities as a man. Now, the only work that's more important than being a good mother who must work or being a full-time mother, the only more important work than that is being a God-called preacher. There is not a wage that could be paid that would be high enough for a good mother. They are beyond value. Um, With all the money that we're wasting as as a nation... I would I would rather give women who stay home and want to raise their children. I'd be I'd be willing to give them $3,000, 4,000, 5,000 per month instead of blowing our money on useless things. Uh you'd be amazed um at the fleecing that our politicians are doing on this nation, giving million dollars to study uh bees and, and you know I would rather devote it to help women uh stay home and and be good mothers I, i'm all for paying women to do i'm not paying i am not for paying a man a dime to stay home but i would rather see my tax dollars go to help women that love their children and want to teach them about the lord and teach them how to be good people i'd rather my tax dollars go to pay them to stay home They're, because again there's no wage that can rightfully be paid to a mother she's priceless and so I'm, I'm, I have great respect for mothers, uh, good mothers that must work, and full-time mothers are more important than any political office in this country. Now let me show you what I'm talking about here. Women are now, I'm not, I do not believe God is pleased at all with women in sports. Sports makes men out of women, Now, you can argue with that and disagree with that all you want. Uh, That's just my conviction from what I'm seeing from the Bible. There's no way a woman can have um, downcast eyes. uh, As it says over in the book of Timothy, chapter 2, let me just flip over a page here. It says... In verse nine of first Timothy two, in like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety. What does shamefacedness mean? That means downcast eyes. In other words, she used to be so soft and tender on the on the inside that she would dare not stare down a man Today. we've got women with the eye of the tiger uh, they're vicious. Uh, We've even gone so far down into sin that we've got women, boxers. We've got women, uh, young women, wanting to play and and, and is playing football, dressing like a man. We've got them cage fighting like animals, like men do. This is not normal for women. This is a demonic, this is a satanic takeover of the human heart. Changing the roles of... Of men and women is demonic. And to have women acting like men, playing football, dressing like men, wanting to play baseball with the men, wanting to fight like men, this is not normal. And without good mothers, listen to this without good mothers, no nation can remain strong or remain at all. I remember um, a gentleman by the name of Pat Buchanan wrote a book on death of the West back in the mid to late 90s. And they did a survey over in Europe in Italy. And 70 at that time 70 to 75% of the Italian women said they had no intentions of marrying or having children. When I read that the first thing I said was well you can say goodbye to the Italian culture and nation. Ladies If you don't have babies, the human race would die out. If you don't have, just like in Europe today, there's so many women having so few babies, it's created a gap in society, and now that gap is being filled by Muslims from third world countries. And it's going to happen over here because we're not having children You've got to have children. And this having children does away with all this same-sex perversion, all this transgender perversion. Uh, It even does away with the heterosexual perversion, although heterosexuals are the only ones who can have children. Yet the heterosexual perversion, having sex like animals in heat, uh, having sex outside of holy matrimony, Uh, is not a family. If you have a baby, if a man and woman has a baby, not married, that is not a family. That is a man and woman having a baby or babies. It's not a family in God's eyes. It's only a family when the man marries the woman and then they have a family. Outside of holy matrimony, you cannot have a family. And so even heterosexual perversion can destroy a nation. We need good mothers To prepare their children. Now listen, this to hear and accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe uh, Noah Webster said, uh, "The father of education—that's what he's called in this uh, country—that the school, the school systems are to incorporate Christianity to help prepare the children for the furtherance of the kingdom and of the gospel of Jesus Christ." That's what he said. And so, we need good mothers that don't believe in feminism, that believes in the God-given roles, to have children and then to teach and love those children enough they want those children, they want to teach them about Jesus, they want to teach them about God, they want to teach them about the Bible so that they will be more ready to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need all mothers, all good mothers, to homeschool their children and get their children ...out of these government-run communist schools... ...where they will be indoctrinated with devilish doctrines. That's a... ...get your children out of the public school system. Love your children enough, mom and dad, to sell the big house... ...get rid of the BMW and the Volvo... ...simplify your lives so that mom can stay home... ...and teach her children about the Bible... And to help make this country strong. And help turn this country around. And you, dad, you be prepared to work as hard as you can so that mom can stay home with the children and teach them. And get them out of the the government-run schools. Are you aware that the Tower of Babel is connected to militant feminism? Did you ever think about that? Have you ever thought about that? The Tower of Babel being connected to modern-day feminism. Now, why am I going all the way back to Genesis 11 to deal with modern-day feminism? Well, the first thing we saw in Zechariah's prophecy was it dealt with the land, uh, well, it dealt with uh, women only in verses 7 through 9. And then it dealt with the land of Shinar in verse 11. What is so important about the land of Shinar? Well, that's where they built the Tower of Babel. In Genesis 11, verse 2, it says, And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain, listen to this, in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. What is so important about the land of Shinar where the Tower of Babel was built? Shinar is is the ancient place of Babylon, which is modern-day Iraq. And so, secondly, it was in the land of Shinar that the Tower of Babel was built. Now, what was going on there? Man was trying to get to heaven without God. Listen to what it says here in verse 4. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. You know, I think a lot about the Titanic, that ship that sank, I think it was in 1912. Uh, I've always been intrigued with that ship. But you know that there were, that was a modern day Tower of Babel. Did you know that? You see, Brother John, how do you know that? Because it was in paper headlines. I've got a book, it's got a copy of a newspaper front page headline, Not Even God Can Sink the Titanic. Well, Just like these people here said, let us make us a name, let us build us a city and a tower that may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. The the very exact opposite happened to them. In verse four, God did scatter them and God did sink the Titanic. And so the Titanic was a modern day tower of Babel where man was shaking his fist in the face of God and daring him to challenge him. And God said, watch this. And on the first official voyage, God let that ship run into an iceberg that had been slowly drifting to that point for that place and time for years. And at the appointed hour, man's Tower of Babel, the Titanic, crashes into his iceberg, his punishment, and sends that ship to the bottom of the ocean. Thirdly, at the Tower of Babel, there was a satanic, humanistic, and secularist society set up at the Tower of Babel. There was a system that was set up at the Tower of Babel that is now covering the whole earth. The fourth thing I want you to see about the Tower of Babel is the government and political system that was set up there is the very system that's changing the world today. You want to know why America seems to be upside down? It's because this system this that was set up at the Tower of Babel, I call it the Tower of Babel and Babylonian system, is what's turning the world upside down. We are getting ready for the Antichrist, but even the good news is we're getting ready for the rapture, and those left behind will be seeing the Antichrist. Where is the plain of Shinar? I've already covered this. It's the land of Babylon, which is modern-day Iraq. What is humanism? Humanism is a system of thought that focuses on humans, their values, capacities, And worth. For those of you that know any history, this is exactly what caused the Roman, uh, the Roman, uh, the French Revolution, where thousands of French people ended up on the guillotine uh, because there was a group called the Board of Safety that became the arbitrators of right and wrong. In other words, they decided what was right, what was wrong, and if people violated that, they decapitated them. They Uh, sent them to the guillotine it got so bad that even the head of that board of safety was guillotined himself so humanism uh, is anti-Christ when you have the French renaissance was about promoting man and not God the French revolution was about promoting man apart from God it's impossible to do when you promote only man, you end up with destruction. What is secularism? Secularism is religious skepticism or indifferences to exclude all religious thought from civil affairs, talking about government, and from public education. Is that not what's happening today? Isn't that what happened at the Tower of Babel? Listen to what Genesis 11 verse 4 says. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make us a name the name of God was not allowed in that city and in the workplace which was the Tower of Babel now how can we know that there was a godless society set up at the Tower of Babel because in order to build such a large tower people had to live at that work site and we saw in verse 4 that they had to build a city there so that they could live there and build the tower Now, I'm going to close right there. We're going to pick up on where there's a city. There must be a government next Sunday. I want to thank you for your time of listening. I want you to tune in if you can next week to listen to more about how feminism is tied in to the system that was set up at the Tower of Babel. I pray that you'll join us next Sunday at 3 p.m. here at WYRN, 1480 a.m. And until then, may God richly bless your souls. My prayer, God bless.